Father, we come today, Father, knowing your word, knowing your promises for our life, God. So we come with joy. We come to rejoice, God, in the name of Jesus, knowing that your presence is within us, your presence is in this room, and let your Holy Spirit just guide us and lead us through the rest of this service, God. Place your anointing covering, God, on us as we continue to glorify you today, God. I pray that you purify your word to go to the hearts and the minds of your people, God. I pray that you just move me aside, God, and Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. I pray that you just strengthen me right now in the name of Jesus to do your will, to do the things that you call us to do. Lord, we love you, and it's in your name, Jesus, that we are here today to honor, glorify, and give you praise. In Jesus' name, and the church said, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kids, you may be dismissed for class. Hallelujah. 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 God is so good. He's so good sometimes you can't even explain it. We, we do not live by what we see, church. Understand that. The joy of the Lord is within. Is within. It's not seen through the eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Purge me. Purge me, Lord. Purge me, Lord. Purify our hearts, Lord. Purify our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sanctify our hearts, Lord. Sanctify our hearts, Lord. And allow your glory, Lord, to settle within us. To settle within us. Purge me, Lord. And if any of you ever gotten down on your knees and cried out to the Lord, for mercy, for mercy, for allowing your flesh to lead you into sin against God. Have you ever asked God to cleanse you? To cleanse you. Have you ever asked God to clean me, God, white as snow? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever acknowledged your sins? You're missing the mark to God? Missing the mark can cause serious consequences and punishment. This psalm, church, opens with David plea for God to show him mercy. David is asking for more than external covering, church. He's asking that his conscience and his mind be delivered from sin as well. See, David admits his sinning against God. Because David as do we, he knew better. 
He knew better, church. And he cried out to the Lord because he didn't want God to cast him aside. God, David knew that his suffering was because God had turned away from him, church. He knew that. He knew that. See, God has been giving David chance after chance after chance. And sometimes it just seems like David just couldn't get right. That sounds familiar, right? Because we've all been in that stage where it seems like we can't just get right. <laughs> but David longs for renewal of the joy of his salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he cries out to the Lord for mercy and cleansing. David, I believe, church, has finally come to the end of himself. And church, I think it's time that we too come to the end of what? Ourselves as well. As well. I think it's time that we cry out to the Lord to be cleansed. Hallelujah. For our sins, for our wicked ways, for our hidden sins within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Purge me, Lord. Purge us, Lord. Now, this is important, church. Don't let your sin, your guilt, or your shame make you dedicate yourself to God. That's only done by your heart. That's only done by your heart. Not self-pity. Because if it's not done by your heart, you definitely will drift away from now, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, haven't we? But don't ever, ever, ever allow your sin, allow your mistakes, your failures, your shortcomings, whatever it may be, cause you to condemn yourself. Never, never, do not ever let it cause you to put your yourself in a place where you can't forgive yourself. That is exactly what Satan wants. But God's door to forgiveness is always open. Always open. So if you ever fall back into that condition of your flesh, to be led by your flesh, we must do like David did. Hallelujah. We must cry out to the Lord and say, purge me, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through our repentance, there's always a way back. The door to God, as long as you're breathing, there's a way back, church. There is a way back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 51, 7 through 15, 
David plead for mercy and cleansing. And, and if you desire this prayer within your heart, and if you feel you need the same, just close your eyes and listen. Listen to it and pray it to the Lord as we read. Glory, hallelujah. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me, O oh Lord, a clean heart. O oh God, and renew a right spirit, God, within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Hallelujah. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O oh God, O oh God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. Hallelujah. O oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare hallelujah, your praise. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. David was a desperate man, church. But he knew what to do in his desperation. He knew who to call on in his desperation, church. We all need to be purged every once in a while. We all need to be purged every once in a while. We need to be purged of anything that is not like the God that we serve. Hallelujah. I know for a fact that we desire to be washed. I know it. I know that we desire to be cleansed of our desires. I know, church, that we want to be cleansed of our hearts to be whiter than snow. Purify our hearts, Lord. That's the prayer. Sanctify my heart, Lord. That's the prayer. We need to cry out like David did, church. Sometimes to be purged is what we need. Is what we need. We need to be purged of our fleshly desires. Our worldly desires. That sometimes control our minds, our bodies, and our hearts. This is a familiar passage to me, church. I'm sorry. But it is. Because I remember struggling 
I remember struggling, crying out to the Lord to change me. Change me, oh Lord. I don't like the desires that I have in me. Take them out of me, Lord. Take them out of me, Lord. See, I was like David, and the Lord allowed me to see the wrong in me, in myself. And I wanted nothing to do with that run anymore, church. Nothing. Nothing. See, when the Lord allowed me to see myself, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. When the Lord allowed me to see myself outside of him, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. That is the reason why I praise, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the reason why I praise, church. And that's why David declared God's praise if God would forgive him. He declared out of his mouth God's praise if God would only, only forgive him. Forgive him of his guiltiness. Sometimes it takes us to come face to face with our true selves before we call on the name of the Lord, church. David said, purge me with hyssop. Hallelujah. With hyssop, church. Hyssop was a plant that the priests used to dip in the blood of a sacrificial animal. And then he would sprinkle it over the person that needed to be Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone in here needs reminding, hallelujah, that you are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our very own sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. David asked God to make him as white as snow through the cleansing of his we now become as white as snow through the forgiveness of the Lord when we repent of our sins. Glory, hallelujah. The repentance of your sin, church, makes you as white as snow. It purifies your heart. It's like a whole new beginning. Hallelujah. 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 That's why repentance is so important. Not just saying, God, I'm, I'm sorry, God. No. Got to come from the heart. The heart. True repentance is what they call it. True repentance from the heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Allow the spirit to take over you in true repentance. Hallelujah. Have you ever experienced you? You're getting down on your knees in true repentance to the Lord, and you, you begin to crying out, and you can't remember a word that you said. Hallelujah. 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 The Holy Spirit just takes over, takes over. And he lifts your heart, the words of your heart up to God himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Purify our hearts, Lord. Purify our hearts. Then he says, create in me a clean and right, clean heart and a right 
spirit. A right spirit, church. I don't know about you, but I'm like David. I need to keep my heart clean and my spirit right for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't need to be defiled by my sin or defiled by the things of this world. No, no, no. Let's stay clean, church. Once he washes us white as snow, hallelujah. We don't want to get dirty anymore, right? Huh? Like those new shoes, those new shoes. You don't want them to get dirty, right? Hallelujah. You want to fight when somebody step on your new shoes. Hallelujah. Don't allow your heart to get defiled by the things that's not of God, church. It's not of God. So, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Purify my heart, Lord. Clean me out of anything that's not like you, Lord. Take away all unwanted qualities in me, Lord. Free me from all my fleshly and worldly desires, Lord. Empty me out, Lord. Empty me out, Lord. And pour into me, Lord. And pour into me, Lord. Hallelujah. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. But we have a problem, church. We have a problem. The problem is that a lot of us don't want to be cleansed. A lot of us like the stink of the flesh. The stink of sin. The stink of the burning desire of the worldly things. So many of us desire, don't desire to be purged. To be purged. So many of us are not crying out like David did when he saw his sin. See, we want to be saved, but we don't want to be changed. We don't want to be transformed, no. Because we like our old style, our old way of living in the flesh. See, we love the flesh. We love the flesh, and the flesh loves us. The flesh will make you think that he loves you. Yes, yes. But we must realize that our old ways, our old style of things, Living in the flesh is all against God. It's all against God. And in order, no matter what no one tells you, to see heaven, you must be changed. You must be transformed. Your heart must be purified. Your heart must be sanctified. Without that, there is no heaven for you. There is no heaven for you. You can call on the name of the Lord all you want to. 
But if your heart is not sanctified and your heart is not purified, you have not desired to be changed or transformed into the liking of Jesus Christ. There is no heaven. There will be definitely judgment. Harsh judgment. Harsh punishment, church. Harsh. And we don't want that. So what's the alternative? Call on the Lord to purify my heart, Lord. Clean me out, Lord. Make me more like you, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. A lot of us don't want to do that. But a lot of us want to remain, as Paul puts it, carnal-minded. Carnal-minded. And the definition of carnal is this. Pertaining to or characterized by the flesh of the body. Its passions and appetites. Not spiritual, merely human. Temporal and worldly. So if one is characterized as being carnal, meaning they live by the passions and appetites of their flesh, church. They're not spiritual. And their mindset is worldly. Now the Bible is clear and tells us that we should never, ever, ever pass judgment on anyone, but rather leave those eternal things up to God, such as what? Salvation, right? But we are to examine ourselves. We ought to examine ourselves and look at what we do with our lives. And if we set our minds on the things of the flesh more than we do spiritual things of God, then we're carnal-minded. We're carnal-minded. And a lot of times when we are carnal-minded as Christians, church, we will never attach ourselves to anything bigger than ourselves. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. We'll say we're there, but our hearts are far from it. Far from it. Including the Lord, who is bigger than ourselves. Our hearts are far from it because there's no glory in it for us. We won't join anything to bring glory to it. No. Because if we can't share in that glory of that thing, we don't want much to do with it. We don't want much to do with it. That's the selfish ambition of the flesh. The selfish ambition of the flesh. We all have it. 
but we must suppress it by the Spirit, church. See, if we can't have a piece of that glory, a lot of times we won't fool with it. We will not fully commit to it. The Bible says, the Bible clearly tells us to let our light shine before others so that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven to glorify God. But if we are carnal-minded, we want our light, which is Jesus Christ in us, to shine brightly, not for his glory, but for our own glory. Carnal-minded. And sometimes when the glory is not ours, we move on to the next thing. We move on to the next thing. That's just the honest truth, church. The honest truth. Because we're carnal-minded, a saved people. Meaning we're allowing our minds, our bodies, and our hearts to be controlled by our fleshly desires and our worldly desires. Instead of being controlled by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. As Paul puts it here in Romans 8, 5 through 8. It says, let me say this. This is the New King James Version, which uses carnal instead of worldly and fleshly, which is the same meaning. He says, for those who live according to the flesh... Set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, church. Life and peace. He says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, so then, those who are in the flesh cannot, 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 church, please God. The carnal mind is enemy against God. It's poison. It's a spiritual disease that contaminates anyone living for the flesh. It will lead us to make decisions that started this whole thing. It will lead us to make the decisions of Adam and Eve in the garden when they went against God. That's what it does. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. They cannot and will not submit to God. That's what we see. Because they're in bondage to sin. They're in bondage to sin. It reveals our helpless condition. It reveals it. And the only thing that we can do is cry out to God for his mercy. 
cry out to God for his mercy. Verse 9. But you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. As Christians, we should know better. As Christians, we should know the struggle of this life, church. That's one of the reasons that we are Christians. See, as Christians, we know better because when we fall, we get back up. We get back up. We have the power to get back up. The Lord has blessed us with the power to get back up, church. Yeah. So if you have fallen, if you feel like you're down in the dirt, get back up. Get back up. As, as Jesus told the man, as Jesus told the man, get up. Get up. Get up. You making all these excuses. Get on up. Get on up, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop the excuses. Get on up. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. See, God has called us. So if we do fall back into the flesh, God, y'all guys, God gives us the opportunity to humble ourselves upon repentance. Okay? That's all. He gives you the opportunity to humble yourself. See, the hardest thing is for us to humble ourselves, right? Oh, the flesh don't want to bow to nobody. The flesh do not want to bow to nobody. I'm telling you. Oh, no. Oh, no, he, he, the flesh should be like this. Uh, he won't go all the way down. I don't know about going all the way down there. I'm telling you, the flesh do not want to bow to nobody. But we must humble ourselves, humble ourselves, and come into repentance, church. Come into repentance. Then we are prepared for the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As soon as that repentance happens, hallelujah, you get that renewal. You get that renewal. Hallelujah. You get that renewal, church. The Holy Spirit is our antidote to the flesh. <laughs> it's our antidote for that evil spirit, that sin nature. The world. world, the world, what can I say about the world? You, we just have to love the world. Not love them as want to be like him, but love them to call them into the world. The world needs the church. This world needs the church. See, our carnal spirit church, our flesh is the attitude of Satan. That's why it's so important, church, that you don't fall back there. It is the attitude of Satan. It's prideful and self-serving. But the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit which is in you is pure and powerful. It's pure and powerful. It will dissolve that proudness. It will dissolve that selfish nature. It overcomes, church. 
the spirit of God within you overcomes, church. We should never take God's spirit within us for granted. Because it is proven that when we do, we will fall away from God. It is proven. It is proven. That is why David cried out to God, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Because David was fading, church. Oh, he was fading. He was fading. He didn't want God to cast him aside. He said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. He knew he was dangerously close of losing all contact with God. Mm, 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 mm. When God turns a deaf ear, glory, hallelujah. You don't want that. You don't want that, church. You don't want that. That is why when we find ourselves drifting, as sometimes we often do, we must remember our life do not belong to ourselves. No one in here life belongs to themselves. It don't. If you are saved in Christ, your life is not your own. You can't just act and do anything that you want to do anymore, church. You can't. The worldly things are against God. You can't be like the world anymore. You can't live for those appetites, those desires, those passions within your flesh. Those things are now against God. And you and me, we took that vow to God that we wanted to be separated from those things. We did. You did. So when that temptation comes and jumps on our back, we have to remember those things. We have to remember that confession, church. Remember that confession always. Remember that baptism into the spirit, into the blood of Jesus. You have to see yourself there. See yourself being washed. Christ has ransomed us. He has paid our debt. You had a debt that only he could pay. <laughs> that only he can pay. You agreed to give up that old life. You agreed to give up that old life because he paid your debt. He paid your debt, church. You agreed to give up that old life in the flesh. And join into his new life in the spirit. Because he paid your debt. He paid your debt. Jesus says this in Matthew 10, 39. Whoever finds life, his life, will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever finds his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. And whoever loses his life in this world for Jesus' sake will find it. 
will find it. In order to experience life, the life church that you're looking for, you must be willing to lose the life that you have. Give your life over to Christ. And he'll give it back to you. <laughs> he'll give it back to you. In abundance. In abundance. Give your life over to Christ and let him wash you up. <laughs> let him cleanse you. Let him cleanse you. And then let him present you back to the world. Why this snow? Why this snow? Glory, hallelujah. Mm. But try to live your life on your own terms. And you'll lose the life that you think you have. Try it. Try it. And you will lose the life that you think you have. God's word is so good. Hallelujah. 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 Understand, church, that once we truly, the only way we can truly live for Christ, as we talked about last week, is to come to the end of ourselves. Come to the end of ourselves and allow the Lord to truly purge us. And if you're not there yet, if you hadn't, gotten to the place that you want to surrender your life to the Lord, meaning giving your life back to the Lord. Back to the Lord. From which we came. Back to the Lord. Then I can tell you right now, there's a longing in you. There's a longing in you, a desire in you that you don't even understand. Because it's not of God. You can't satisfy it. You can't satisfy it, church. That desire, that longing, in fact, in fact, is keeping you away from God. And you may have been struggling. You may have been struggling. Because that longing, that desire that's in you that keeps you going in the opposite direction is of the world and is of yourself. It has nothing to do with God. So that desire that you're running to, that you're trying to grab hold to, that you don't know what it is, it will never be quenched. And it will never be satisfied because it's not of God. It's not of God. It's not of God. And as long as it has nothing to do with God, church, you always be seeking. You always be seeking, church. So the bottom line is almost always when we're in our flesh, our desire is to please ourselves. Ourselves. That's one thing that you learn. That you can point out in yourself. When, when your desires are only concerned about yourself. You're only concerned about yourself. Those are wrong desires. Have you ever, and I know many of you can testify to this, that you have 
the desire for others. You want to see others better off than you do within your heart, don't you? Even if you have to give more than you, you can give, money or of yourself, your time, anything, and you do it thinking you're going to lack, but you never lack. You never lack because that's the will of God. That is the will of God to help others, to love others, and allow God to take care of you. That's his promise. That's how we a part of how we make this world a better place, church. We lift each other up, our brothers and sisters up. When we see them down, there's a lot of people hurting, a lot of people down right now in this world. And the church is here to lift them up. You are the church. Find someone that needs lifting it up, church. Lifting up. See, the problem is that we are not created to please ourselves. You're not created to please ourselves. We are designed by God in his what? In his image. In his image. We are designed by God in his image, guess what? For his pleasure. <laughs> For his pleasure. Not our pleasure, but his pleasure. God is the, is the potter, and we are the clay. We are the, the puppets, and God is the puppet master. <laughs> That's how it was meant to be. That's how it was meant to be, church. Our lives are designed by God to be directed by God. As someone told me, always reminds me that every day when you start your day, you should ask God, what are we going to do today, God? What do you have planned for me today, God? And just go with the flow. Just go with the flow of the spirit within you. So you won't get in your own way. Colossians 1.16 says this, For in him all things were created, Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things has been created through him and for him. Again, we are not created to live for ourselves. God designed us in his image for our lives to be directed by his spirit, church. Because God wants us to be the best us we that we can be. But in order to do that, we have to be changed. In order to do that, we have to be changed. We have to be transformed. And that only happens when we give ourselves away to God through Christ. We become transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit and we enter into that process of transformation to grow in the likeness of the Son, Jesus. See, it's a process. It's not overnight. Mistakes going to happen. We're going to fall, yes, but we get back up because we know the Lord has our back. Okay? But see, somehow, church, we want to feel, we want to feel our hearts with everything besides God. That's not his will. 
everything besides God. We want to fill our minds, our bodies with everything besides God. But we must come to the realization that our lives, our hearts cannot be filled by any created thing. Our hearts must be filled by God. That's the only thing that will satisfy you when your heart is filled by God. The only thing. Think about it. In our flesh, we're never what? Satisfied. In our flesh, we're never content. Never. Never. It's sort of like that Kenny Rogers song. You got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to fold him. But in your flesh, you don't know how to do that, right? You don't. Your flesh is never content. Never content, church. Never. That's why we'll always be searching. Always be searching. Always. We must choose to come to the end of ourselves. We must. We must give our way, give ourselves away to God. Give yourself away to God. Come to the end of yourself. Renew that relationship with the Lord. Renew it. Renew that relationship with the Lord. There's no shame in that. We're all Christians. We stumble, we fall, we let the flesh get the best of us. There's always a reason to renew that relationship with the Lord. We let the devil play tricks on our minds, even if we don't commit sin in action. It's here in our thinking and in our heart sometimes. It's always a reason to renew our relationship with the Lord. And when you come to a place of recognizing that life is not about ourselves, then that is the only way that we will stop running from God. When you realize that life is not only about yourself, that is the only way that you will stop running from God. Sooner or later, you're going to get tired. Tired of running towards the world. Because when you're running towards the world, you're running away from God. Away from God, church. The song says, I give myself away so God can use me. It's time we start living out that song, church. To be a Christian means a life of sacrifice, a life of, again, presentation. We present ourselves to the Lord as a gift, right? As a gift for all that he has done. Purchasing us from the devil. <laughs> you was purchased from the devil. Understand that. Church, the devil has no power or control over you. You was purchased by the blood of Jesus. From the devil, from the grips of hell, you was purchased. There is not too many excuses that we can use as the church no more. It's not too many. Not too many. Purge me, Lord. 
Do anybody in here want to be purged? Purge me, Lord. You know, that's what these altars are for. They're set here as a special place to call on the name of the Lord. The altar, you hear the altar throughout the Bible. Even where there is no altar, what they did, created an altar to talk to the Lord. Created one. When they needed to call on the Lord, no altar around, they created one. Because they needed the Lord that much. That much. And today, anywhere you are can be an altar. Anywhere you are can be an altar, church. Glory, hallelujah. How good do we have it? Can we give God some glory? Can we give God some glory, church? And I want to end with this. I want to end with this. That God is love. God is love. The world we live in has distorted what the word love truly means. Its term is used for any and every single thing and has nothing to do with the heart. Nothing to do with the heart. Nothing to do with God. Nothing. And sadly, that attitude sometimes has creeped into his church. And we must kick that attitude out. Because God is love. God is love. And the evil that we see in this world is not of God. It's not of God. Love conquers hate. Love conquers evil. And the evil that we see is not of God. The evil we see in our own very own community. The evil we see to Memphis, to California, all the way to Jerusalem is not of God. It's not of God. It's heartbreaking, church. It's heartbreaking. Do, don't ever get normalized to that. Don't ever get normalized to that. Love conquers hate. Love overcomes evil. No matter what you see. No matter what you see, church. Those that are committing these acts don't know God. So if they don't know God, they cannot love God, and the love of God cannot be in them. Cannot be in them. They can claim them all day long. But if you commit these acts, you don't know God. God is love. God is not hate. God is not evil. He's love. The reason for the existence of the church is that Jesus wanted us to bring God's love into this dark world. Into this dark world. That's the reason we are supposed to be set apart, if you will, church. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to bring the love of God into this dark world. 
to overcome all that hate and all of that evil. That's the reason for you being in the church. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever think that it's all about theology and all of that kind of stuff. No, no. It's about showing the love of God to this world. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ who lives in us. The Lord meant, God meant for people to see that love. They not only would know who we are, but they would know who we serve, a mighty God, the God that changes lives and changes hearts. I know there's a lot of hate and evil in this world, but don't be fooled by the news. There's a lot of good in this world. There's a lot of good in this world. And I'm going to tell you, church, the Lord meant from the, for the good to come from us. The Lord meant for the good to come from those with those changed hearts. Those hearts that gave, that, 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 the transformed hearts that said, I want my heart changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. That good in this world supposed to come from the church. And if it don't come from the church, who's going to come from? Someone who don't know God, who don't have Christ or the Holy Spirit within them, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Purge me, Lord. Purge me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Father, and we ask for your purging of whatever is in us. That's not like you, God. Cleanse us, not only with the hyssop, God, but with the power of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sprinkle us. Sprinkle our minds, our hearts, and our bodies, and our spirits, God. Deliver us, God, from the mindset of the world, the mindset of our flesh. Deliver us, God. Deliver everyone that's connected to us, God. That's not walking in the path of righteousness, God. Deliver them, God. Deliver us from every evil thing, every evil desire that causes sickness or disease in this world, in this earth. Cleanse us from any harm or any danger, any disease, any sickness that is not of you, God. We know, God, that you are love. Yes, Lord. You are love. God, place in our heart the spirit of love. This week as we go out into the world, as we venture out on our journeys throughout this, this world, may we share the love of Christ to others. Because there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain in this world. Even if it don't affect us, we see with our eyes the tragedies of this world, God. We're pained by it, God. But we understand you have told us in your word that we are subject to it. So God, give us strength to endure. Give us strength to overcome. Give us strength to help and love 
In your holy name, Jesus Christ, we pray. And the church said, amen. These altars are open.